Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. So you were possibly expecting Kevin McDonnell. We definitely have more hair than he does. There's two of us, but we've hijacked. Yeah, and we're definitely prettier than he is. <laughs> so Kevin is tied up. I mean, not literally, but he's tied up in another room. So Emerald and I have taken this as an opportunity to hijack the studio and come and jump in on the podcast to give you our viewpoints, a different viewpoint potentially, yep. of Mr. McDonnell. So property news today. Is it good or is it bad? Have you missed the boat is now the perfect time for you to start investing. We're actually going to look at today's headlines and see what it's all about in there. We're going to look at what's true and what's not. Then we'll do a deep dive into the last month's worth of property headlines. We'll actually deep dive into one source to see exactly what they're saying. And we're going to use Forbes as the source. And then we're going to look at some active solutions for you to be able to overcome the challenges within the property market and actually determine whether it's feasible for you to do. But before we do that, it probably makes sense for us to introduce ourselves. Yep. Go for it. So I'm Emerald Fisk, property investor and mortgage advisor. I'm Tony Gargan, a property investor, been doing this for around eight years or so now, seen some highs and lows, and I'm going to help you decipher whether now is the right time to invest. So let's look at what's going on. Have a oh, look. What's headlines. The news headlines today? House prices are now falling. Uh, the data shows there's a fall of £82. But what are you going to do? £82. Does that make you really, really worried? You know, £82 on every one of your properties. You're mm. going to, that's it, the world's ended. Equity's gone. <laughs> Poor now. What and am I going to do? Doesn't the news catastrophize everything? Okay, so let's look at it. What does it actually say in it? In the article, what does it actually say? Uh, I'm just click on it. Let's have a look. This is the Times that have said this. Well, we must trust the Times. Um, according to Rightmove, they've dropped by an average of £82. They've not really said a lot on it, actually. That's it. Headlines to grab the news. Price, house prices drop, that's the headline, but actually the £82 part is within the text of it. An £82 drop isn't even a real concern to you if you're selling your house, but what we're advocating is holding on to properties anyway. They've oh. given us a really irrelevant piece of knowledge for this. So this is the first drop seen in the month of June since 2017. So it doesn't matter what all the other months are doing. <laughs> But in June, we've had a drop specifically, and that's not happened since 2017. Okay, well, we're going to look at that in a minute because we also have that Forbes information, and the Forbes information says different, in fact, one day to the next. Okay, Halifax House Price Index has said the prices fell by 1% in the year to May, so from May the beginning, yeah, May to May. This was the first annual decline in prices since December 2012. So nobody has seen a property price decrease in 2012. I'm pretty certain that some of you are going to ignore that. Or but nationwide, Building Society said that house prices have fallen by 3.4%. So they've fallen by 3.4%. They've fallen by 1%, which is the first time they've ever dropped. And that's, across, yep. that's every house yep. in the whole of the UK. Because yep. they all fall at the same rate at the same time since 2012. So in over a decade, there's been no change. Oh, <laughs> hang on a minute. <laughs> Got a good one here. This is the same article, by the way. Um, it also showed house prices were 1.5% higher than they were in the same month last year. So May to May is down 3.4%. Yeah. 
what? June to June. June. <laughs> Is that 1.5? Fabulous. Have you ever seen those graphs where stuff always goes up, but they do a little squiggly line all the way? Yeah. Do you think this is what's happening here? But if you look at it, look at that. If you look at, so I've looked at kind of 2000, and I've been investing since 2015. You look at 2015 to 2023, and the general trajectory is up. Yeah. You will have certain months when things drop, and do you know what? It's, it's like shopping in a supermarket. This month, that's cheaper. That month, something else is cheaper, or yep. it's not, and it's gone up. But I think what happens, like, okay, here are the UK headlines on my one today. So the Telegraph says, house prices suffer the biggest fall since 2012. So you also said they haven't dropped at all since 2012. This is the biggest fall, and it's going to get worse. Money more, mortgage... Okay, you can answer this one. Okay. Mortgage <laughs> lending falls to the lowest level since lockdown. So as a... <laughs> I don't think I've ever been busier. As a current mortgage <laughs> investor, we had yeah. a conversation just yesterday and they're like, my phone's ringing off the hook. Yep. And that is, I suppose it depends on what your current circumstances are in so much as right now you may be a homeowner who is facing challenges, you might be a property investor and we need to kind of look at each of those and, and solutions for them. But I just think we need to continue running through the absolute randomness that you see <laughs> Falling house prices could cause a problem for first-time buyers. Absolutely. Yep. Falling house prices could cause a problem for many people, but with every downside, there's an upside. But what it's not doing is objectively looking at the time. First-time buyers could find it harder to buy a home, even if prices plunge. Well, that's because of wages, the amount that they're earning, and the cost of living. But we had a conversation earlier on, how did you buy your first house? I didn't go out for a year and I saved up all of my income so that I had a deposit. But did you know that Skipton now do 100% mortgages? So for all of those people that say they can't save up a deposit, if you've been renting for more than 18 months, there is potential to get 100% mortgage anyway. Which is how I bought my very first house, getting 100% mortgage with Northern Rock back in 2007, just before property prices catastrophically fell off a cliff. And I'm not even gonna read the names of the people who are the reporters on all of these. Well, how many of them invest in property? Okay, got a good one here. First time buyers are expected to hold off as they wait to see what happens. This hesitation could impact the market. But lower down, it says that- house, the same article. Say, literally two paragraphs down, Money Mentor, The Times, that sellers are discounting by 4.5%, which averages at 14,000 pounds. So in my mind, if you're a first time buyer, the house prices are dropping according to this article so you're in a better position to buy because everything's cheaper yep there's zero logic to any of this and actually what it's assuming is every first-time buyer is being bracketed together because all first-time buyers are the same property is so individualized you and i who've both been investing for a long while now we still invest differently we'll get different interest rates on our mortgages yeah. we'll get you know we'll have different amounts that we need to put in everything is completely different for individuals so it really annoys me when we get these sweeping statements that you know the media put out there which is all negative by the way there is nothing remotely positive because there's massive spin-off opportunities well i was just going to say why are first-time buyers hesitating because the news is so negative no one knows what to do because if you haven't got yourself educated the only place for your information is the times money mentor <laughs> or one of these articles that we're reading out well of course you're going to be worried yeah because that's all you're surrounded by and yeah. that's one of the reasons you know we talk all these things we were talking it yesterday having a conversation about it getting really animated getting really heated about it because it, the, the old me the me before this I heard all of that too. I thought it was the end of the world when the crash happened and I'd recently bought a house and it was my own residential house and then I became an 
illegal <laughs> multi-let landlord, done it all the wrong way. But it was getting an education from people who know what they are doing. And yeah. this is the key point. If this information is coming from people who are actively investing, who are, you know, qualified to give the information, who know what they're doing, I'll sit up and I'll listen. But 99% of this information is either gathered from lots of different sources and one person trying to decipher what it is, or let's be honest, the only stuff that actually gets people to read the news is the, the negative headlines. So yeah, if that's all you're surrounded by, and if you're telling yourself that too, yeah, I'm never going to be able to buy a house. Absolutely, that's what's going to be the case. Also, don't they say that 99% of statistics are made up? I think it's 83%. <laughs> so people are plucking all of these figures, but are they looking at each individual person? Are you looking at each individual micro market? Because the whole of the UK's housing market doesn't shift at the same time. The whole of the UK doesn't go up and then suddenly drop. Each town, city, area, and even different streets within those Absolutely. areas go up and down at a different rate. So it's not everybody can't buy, oh yes, everybody can buy. It's what's happening for that individual, what's happening in their financial situation, and what's happening in the housing market that they are trying to buy in. But if house prices are dropping, great, go out shopping and buy more. If they're going up, great, you're building equity in your portfolio. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not seeing a downside. No. And actually, if you look at it then, in terms of basic economics, property prices are dropping. Okay, so property prices are dropping. Or, so I read one before, I read one earlier on, which was saying the supply of properties to the market is going to be increasing. Well, actually, it's not the supply of physical properties to the market in so much as not enough are being built. It's that more landlords are selling up. That was the headline. And I think there's a massive differential between a landlord and a property investor. Yeah, definitely. I was a landlord in 2007. I had no knowledge of what I was doing. And this kind of information would have forced me to sell. Except I was in a position, as many landlords right now are, where they can't sell because they're in negative equity or because X, Y, or Z. So therefore, it's finding solutions to those problems. It's looking at creative opportunities, which you only know if you're surrounding yourself with other people who are doing it. Um, but if you look at basic economics, supply and demand, the supply of properties coming to the market is greater. However, because first-time buyers can't buy anything, because there's all of this scaremongering, the demand from average Joe is decreasing. So supply is increasing, demand is decreasing. It's going to force a property price reduction. Property price reduction, as you rightly say, is causing, is creating opportunities yep. for those who know what they are doing and aren't put off by the scaremongering from, you know, Ben from The Independent, who's probably sat there writing the article at his desk while eating a pot noodle, gathering the information from everywhere. Sorry, Ben. Gathering the information <laughs> from everywhere else because he doesn't know. Whereas those who are actually in the know doing it yeah. and seeing the effects of it, like we have a whole different viewpoint on it. I got one here, brilliant one. Estate agents Savills and Knight Frank predict that house prices will decline by ten percent and five percent. Ten percent and so like fifteen percent, or they're going to decrease ten by minus five, which is the five percent. Not a hundred percent sure, but ten and five. How do you do that at the same time? And house prices, which. Has anyone actually looked at just one house and looked at it every single year and gone, this particular house in this area, done it on each of the different ones, because which house prices are those? Where is it? Not sure, but my thought always is as well, um, if you're buying for the long term, which if you're investing into property or buying your own home, normally you're not just buying for one year, are you? You either plan to live in your home for a couple of years and then move up, yep. or you're planning to invest for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 or years, or for your whole life. Well... I don't think anybody's regretted what they purchased 20 years ago oh, because true. the house prices always go up over time. They sometimes just have little dips in the middle. 
And generally, when the prices are dropping a little bit, the rents are increasing. So therefore, yield is increasing. And yeah. that's what people say, you know, they, we'll talk about Bank of England base rate, we'll talk about interest <laughs> rates. Interest rates are increasing, buy to let is dead. Well, actually, my rents have risen so much more than we anticipated. So the value of the properties is increasing, you've got built-in equity. Your yeah. equity is increasing, your loan to value is decreasing, which we'll come to on the mortgage section, whereby yeah. it makes you viable for more mortgages. In addition to that, your equity is increasing, the rent is increasing, so yes, mortgages in many instances, but not all, depending on whether you're fixed or not, are increasing. But if the rents are increasing significantly faster, your cash flow is not impacted, and it's only really a concern if you've got one property. One yes. of the reasons we talk about getting to five properties as quickly as you can is that if one interest rate has changed, moved on to a variable, if you've got one property, you feel that. If you've got five properties, you feel it a lot less and the others buoy it up. If you've got 10 properties, you feel it even less. So if you look at average Joe or average investor and they've got you know less than two properties, one property, they feel it, you or I, We've got one property due up for renewal and we're going, you know what, I'm not happy to fix a mortgage rate right now because they're a little bit higher than I anticipate. All of your other mortgages, all of your other rents coming in kind of counteract it. Yeah. Also, if you're a professional property investor or you're looking to become one, you would be watching the market. So you wouldn't allow all of your rates to go onto a standard variable at any one time. Yep. You'd be fixing some, keeping some on a variable, and you don't buy every single property on the same day. So you're not refinancing everything at the same time. So surely you should have a good spread across your portfolio. Definitely. But even though like, we buy portfolios, so we do have mortgages that are all due up at the same time. And we had mortgages that we knew were going to be coming to the end of a fixed term in November at the end of last year. We didn't wait until November last year and then go, can we have some mortgage rates? We actually started looking at it in August time. Yeah. We didn't pay early repayment charges because we waited until the term, but the legwork was done beforehand. And that was because we were watching the market, yep. taking advice from educated people and had an understanding that actually we reckon the base of Bank of England base rate is going to go up, even though that's separate to the swap rate. Swap rates are going to change. Mortgage interest rates are going to move up. Let's fix now. So we managed to fix a big chunk, over 20 properties all at once. And the likelihood of you having to refinance that many all at once is, you know, slim to not. But we fix them all at one point, but fix them at the right rate yeah. before the rates increased. There's a couple of things there that I just wanted to pick up on. Should we go over the base rate, the swap rate? But should we also go over how do you buy 20 properties in one go? <laughs> if you sat there and you're thinking, well, that's nice, Tony. How do you do that? Because both you and I have built our portfolios using other people's money, haven't we? Absolutely. So we're not sat there with our million pound suitcase behind us going around <laughs> buying 20 properties with our own Despite hash. my accent. <laughs> Um, we've worked with other people, which is another way to de-risk what's happening in the market. And Joint a massive venture. opportunity right now, because those people who are going, right, I'm buying a property right now, um, putting it onto a mortgage, mortgage interest rates are high, it's not going to make me the cash flow that I want. Well, first of all, let's look at everything, because you're building an equity, yep. you're building an asset base, which over time, we've just said, statistically speaking, the graph might go up and down, but over time it's going to continue going up and cash flow and quite often you're getting those properties for free in so much as you're going to buy it force appreciation yeah refinance at your higher increased value so you've effectively got a property for either free because you get all your money back out or a small amount of money so it's not like saving up 25 percent deposit putting it in a property park it in and by the way that still works parking it there and you know never touching it again and you're getting the rental increases from it all of these different things um but 
it's it's the method in which you're acquiring the properties yeah. it's knowing what you're doing with it it's not throwing mud at a wall and seeing what sticks it's working with cash rich investors so that if anything does happen within the market you've got some support behind you to and spread your risk but we're also seeing much more i don't know i'm guessing you well, actually yeah we've had these conversations we're seeing much more of this now because yes interest rates have increased in the bank of england base rate but still not to the rate where it's going to make a savvy person with money sat in the bank get excited it's not exciting enough to leave your money sat in the bank then in addition to that you couple inflation in with it so you're earning this much in interest inflation in real terms is up here so money sat in the bank is losing value there has never ever been a better time for you to borrow funds from people and there's never been more of an abundance of savvy investors offering funds to buy those properties yeah so when we look at even for the first time buyers first time buyers can get 100% mortgage but actually those people who've got money sat in the bank will loan the money to you if you're a good person (laughs) yeah Um, that does play its part so yeah we built portfolios in that way so let's touch upon them then Bank of England base rate. Okay, so the Bank of England base rate is going up at the moment. It's gone up, I think, 13 times now in the last 18 months. Yep. Um, that is just the Bank of England trying to dampen inflation to bring that back down. And they've not moved it fast enough to do that. No. However, that only affects people where their mortgages are on their standard variable rates. So anybody that's on a mortgage that's not fixed in, every time the base of England, um, the Bank of England increase the base rate, their mortgage payment goes up, Yep. essentially. So it's affecting people without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. But there's a solution for that too. Fix your mortgage so yep. that you know what it's going to be every single month. You know that it's going to be affordable. There's so many different options out there on the market. You know, speaking to great brokers who know exactly what it is you're looking for, they'll find the right solution for you. And like you said, you've seen this coming in August last year, as did many people. So any investor that's watching the market, we've all seen the rise coming. So you fixed all of your mortgages knowing you don't want your mortgages to increase because they're on the standard variable. And part of being an investor is understanding the market, speaking to advisors, doing your own research so that you know what's going on. And doing your research doesn't include reading the scaremongering (laughs) newspaper articles. But the other thing is, anybody that's in a fixed rate, the base rate rising isn't affecting them until the end of their two or five year fixed term. Because what affects those is the swap rates. And the swap rates are essentially where the banks go to borrow money. So there's a money market where they're going and they're loaning money and borrowing money. And the swap rates have more than doubled for a five year fixed since last year. And that's what affects the fixed rates, not the base rate. Absolutely. So let's touch upon that then. The banks are paying more to borrow their money, so therefore they're passing that on to us. Yeah. We're pass- passing that on to tenants because tenants are having to pay increased rentals. Um, so there's all, it's always going to be passed on, but it's not going to happen forever. And the thing about it is, those money markets that the banks go to, if the banks stop borrowing money from those money markets, basic supply and demand again, if the demand slows down, the swap rate's got to come down. When yeah. the swap rate comes down, it means back, it means your interest rates go down. So actually, the two things aren't completely related in so much as when the Bank of England base rate goes up, all mortgages go up. No, no standard variable <laughs> rates go up. Yeah. They're so different. And so you can hedge, and there will be people who hedge. If you know you're on a standard variable rate, prepare for it. I'm not an economist. I'm not a... You know, I'm not Mystic Meg sat there with the, the little crystal ball, but I predict that there will be another increase in the Bank of England base rate. Yes. So it will continue to affect standard variable rates. So you've got a choice. You either plan for that now and you prepare that it's going to cost you more 
you know, maybe an extra £100 a month in terms of your mortgages, or you make a decision to fix to a level where you know what is going to be happening going forward, and that's whether it's your own residential property or whether it's your buy-to-let. Yeah. Taking an educated guidance on it, because the thing is, you said speaking to people who know what they're doing, qualified people. Not Dave down the pub who's heard from his mates, aunties, uncles, dogs, <laughs> such a thing that this is what's going to happen. Educated people and people who've been through it. Yes. You know, people, we're mentored by people who've been doing this through the markets for over a decade. So we're mentored by the co-founders of Progressive Property, Mark Homer and Rob Moore. They've been through the highs and lows. Yeah. They, they actually built a huge part of their portfolio during the crash, the 2007, 8, 9 crash. Because when the market crashes, there's never a better time to buy. Absolutely. Because you're buying properties at a discount. But they've also bought at the heights of the market. So when in the early 2000s, 2006, 2007, when property prices were on the increase. So all of these different things, you know, they know what they're doing. We're getting our information from educated sources. We could use a report. Okay, so this leads to... So, yeah, we want you to get information. Look, we're chewing the fat, giving you our opinions. We believe we're qualified to do this, you know, let us after our name to prove this. But also, we're getting our information from really dedicated sources who know what they're doing. And in my opinion, there is no smarter person in the property market than Mark Homer. 100% agree with that. <laughs> he is a genius when it comes to the property market. He's been through the highs and the lows. He's bought at the height. He's bought at the crashes. And so he's created an, a, a report. Let's call it a report. It's actually an e-book. 42 top tips on how to buy in a market the highs the lows all of those different things and all of that information and so therefore now would be a good time to share with you that we want you to continue getting an education in this listen to everything that we're putting out there we'll continue to give you that information but also continue to get it all yourself you know educate yourself further and so the best way for you to do that is to get hold of mark homer's report 42 top tips ebook his direct knowledge as a Decca millionaire who has, I don't even know how many properties now, I think the official title is loads. Um, <laughs> tons of properties. But to quantify those, that's over 500, over 700? Oh, considerably more. So they've got over 1,000 tenants. Yes. Just to put that into some sort of perspective. That's loads to ask. That's loads. Yeah, see, official terminology. So if you want to access that report, yep, yeah, follow that. It's in the comments below. It's on a link somewhere around us. It's in the description. Get hold of it and start consuming that information as soon as you can because you really want to double down on your knowledge if you want to be informed to know, one, whether property is the right thing for you, two, if it is, how to really make it work for you. Get your information from the right sources. Let's go through. So this is the last month. Forbes. I'm sure you would agree. By many. It's a, you know, it's yeah. a highly thought of source. Let's work backwards. Okay. So we're going to look at the last month. Should we start on the 22nd of May? <laughs> Why not? I can't wait to jump to the 24th of May. Okay, on the 22nd of May, house asking prices jumped by 1.8%. What does that mean? Well, well, it means that people were asking for 1.8% more than they were previously. But does that mean that property prices were 1.8% more? No. no. That means that estate agents who are pricing the properties are telling vendors i can get you x amount maybe 1.8 percent more than they were originally looking at yep. so that they can get the business knowing full well that they're going to drop that price down at in some a couple point. of months yep. or the vendor so can we use your example we had to chat about earlier on vendor has been told by her now deceased oh. husband <laughs> this was a good one so we had a lady selling a property and her deceased husband promised her before he um, before he died, that she could get £200,000 for that property. She will take nothing other than the £200,000 because her deceased husband told her that's what it's worth. 
and there's an, a massive emotional part there. But it's not worth no more than 160. Okay. So no disrespect <laughs> to deceased partner, but where's he getting his information from? Either know. the maths that they've created, which is I bought it for this much, I've invested this much in doing it up, therefore it's worth this much, 200 grand. Or even worse, they've got that information from Dave down the pub, yes. or Sheila down the pub. Yeah. Dave or Sheila have got their information from going, oh, you're definitely going to get 200 grand for that. And so therefore, he's told her that. And this is putting the vendor in a really awkward position because she's got a massive emotional attachment there because this is her now deceased partner who's told her that's what it's worth. But because that figures in her mind, that's what she thinks she's going to get. Yep. You've just said the house is worth 160. If what we're reading, let's be honest, it's all contradictory anyway. Even if it goes up, it's still not going. It's going to have to go up massively to see a two hundred grand increase, uh, an increase to two hundred grand. Yeah. Or it's going to have to, you know, property prices would have to change significantly in order for that to happen. And let's but be it honest, will it's get to two hundred. She just needs to wait the five ish, maybe ten, maybe less years to get to the two hundred thousand. But unfortunately, her uh, deceased husband didn't tell her that bit of information. Because he probably didn't know it because no. this is the stuff we don't teach this stuff at schools you know not disrespecting schools in any way shape or form but we're getting our information from forbes or other places well so forbes say prices hit a record high okay. we're still on the 22nd of may by the way everybody yep. 22nd of may prices are up by 1.8 percent and on a record high prices hit record high as the market shows sign of stability okay, yes so this is 22nd of may let's fast forward to the 24th of may just two days later mm. according to the same source forbes House prices fall for the fifth consecutive month. Sorry, what? <laughs> this is according to the ONS, so the Office of National Statistics. So Forbes have got their information from a different place and therefore now they've got a different viewpoint. So you're looking to buy a house on the 22nd of May and you go, property prices are on the up. If I buy something now, it's going to go up in value. Nice. Prices hit a record high. So you've got two schools of thought. You've either got the people who go, prices at a record high, can't possibly buy, or those who go, Prices are on the up. I'm going to buy now and make my fortune. This time next year, Rodney, we'll be millionaires. <laughs> we certainly just will. two days later, house prices have fallen for the fifth consecutive ah, month. But what they did say is, despite this monthly decline, <laughs> however, prices grew year on year, rising 4.1%, £11,000, since March 2022. So have we gone at 4.1% or...? Year on year increase at 1.5%. Oh. Same source of information, just two days apart. Make of that what you will. Wow. Let's keep going. Okay. 30th of May. So we're going to okay. whole week ahead. Outlook uncertain. So hold on. I'm going to keep doing this. 24th of May. Prices <laughs> prices hit record high as the market shown signs of stability. So nice. stable. We're stable. On the, this is we're like stable. <laughs> we're stable on the 22nd of May by the 30th of May. The, you know, the world's going to end. Okay. Outlook's uncertain. <laughs> Shaking a magic eight ball and going, and the, oh, magic eight They've ball now says. fallen 1.3% in the past six months, but they've also risen 1.5% year on year. So they'd fallen for five consecutive months between January and May. But also in May, they've fallen in the last six months. <laughs> uh, landlords are selling up, which boosts the supply. Okay, this means that what we were saying earlier on there is going to be a supply of properties but I the know, demand is down i know i'm blonde but i am really <laughs> struggling with this with the maths on this i'm really struggling however the editor of forbes there's two um both tell us it's right so therefore it must be right and this is it so many of you are getting your information from what you deem to be credible sources and there's definitely some information in here which is correct 
but which piece of information is correct? It's so contradictory. It's all, 99.9% .9 of it is negative because that's yeah. what sells newspapers. That's what sells, you know, media. Uh, in the same one, okay, 30th of May. Prices fall 1.3% in the past six months in the next paragraph. Property prices rose by 1.9% in the year to April. I'm I am struggling with this article. Honestly, like, I can't even Would you like up. to know about the 1st of June? Well, yeah, because new month. Yeah, new, new month, process. new <laughs> Okay. Av average price stabilises again. Okay. At 260,700. Again, like my life, 22nd of May, everything's stable. 30th of May, things are falling apart. But by the 1st of June, we're stable again. Yep. Oh my God. Okay. Um, but there's an annual decline at 3.4% as the market cools. But prices fall month on month at 0.1%. Year-on-year year prices in May were actually down 3.4%. Wow. On the same month in 2022, April showed a 2.7% annual... It's just words. None oh, of them actually make any sense. It was Nationwide that says the average price of the UK property now stands at 260,736. How generalised is that? with Zoopla. Ah. Because on the 30th of May, it's Zoopla who's saying the average price is at 260,700. There's only a £30 discrepancy between those two. I wonder if they're getting But when you get prices. to an average, right, correct me if I'm wrong, but the house prices in London, would you say, are really, really expensive? Like high? Relative, yeah. Compared to, say, a two-bed terraced house in Liverpool? Yeah, they're really high. So when we take an average... We've got a squat in Liverpool that you can buy for £2.50. Yeah. And we've got a, a million pound. <laughs> million pound house in London. So the average is somewhere between the two. Do you know what? Honestly, no wonder people are confused. No yeah. wonder people are trying to get the right information because on one day we should be buying everything in sight because the property market is stable. On the next day, property prices have fallen. It's like, how does anyone get the right information? Well, that's why we surround ourselves with but the But it right doesn't help right you prices. understand the house prices in your own area, does it? Because or where you're choosing markets. to invest or where you're choosing to live. And actually, if you look, like, like we keep, keep going back, we're deep diving onto this one, but this was saying um, London house prices have dropped significantly, but Yorkshire house prices have gone up by 5.8%. Okay. So therefore, proving that this is a sweeping statement. So property prices are both increasing and decreasing, but none of this is specific information. This is broad brush on average, but your local area might be seeing, you know, yeah. a localised economy, a localised micro market where there's massive increases in your property prices and just a few streets away or in, you know, over the border into the next county or even the next country over the border you're then seeing a complete decline in them. And this is why you can't take your information from just one source of, you know, generalised information. And if you didn't invest because of these articles, I think that would be a massive shame because it's not teaching you anything. It's not telling you about your area and it's not helping you with your investment journey because it's not giving you any facts that are going to help you get along your way. And even two people from the same micro market on the same street have different personal circumstances. Yep. So therefore the way that you both invest will be completely different and specifics are so important. That was the 1st of June. Let's go nearly a week ahead. I love the 7th. <laughs> 7th of June. Halifax sees a year-on-year -year fall for the first time since 2012. No, because there's no change month-on-month -month in May. But, hold on, no, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna dissect this. 
The Halifax, so the Halifax kept their eyes closed from 2012 till 2023 <laughs> because they've seen no fall in property prices in over a decade. Right. They just slept for 10 years. They've no. seen no change. So Sounds about right. I don't know about you, but I've owned property since pre-2012, my own residential properties and buy-to-let properties that are, you know, accidental landlords. There's definitely been changes. There's not even just changes in a decade. There's changes month on month, week on week, year well, on year. Well, I've been purchasing since 2017 and my portfolio's definitely gone up. Yeah. So I don't know where Halifax were during 2017 to now. <laughs> Hold on. Because in the same paragraph, Halifax, Halifax, I can't even speak. I'm so overexcited. Halifax sees a year on year fall for the first time since 2012. Next line, prices down 1% in 12 months. Wow. So in 12 months, it's gone down 1%, but it's not fallen since 2012. And there's no change month on month in May. No wonder people are confused. How old? Hold on. <laughs> One more before I go because I'm on a roll here. Because on the 1st of June, the average house price was stable at £260,736. There was no change month on month in May, but now the average property price is 286523 so 25 grand higher. It wow. is literally... Like, it's, yeah, it's hieroglyphics, the writing him. Wow. I'm absolutely flabbergasted <laughs> by all of this. Listen, if we are, <laughs> if we're lost for words. But in all seriousness, how is anybody supposed to decipher this if you're picking one source of information, which is so well viewed, and going, yeah, day to day, everything's changing. But it's not one piece of information based on you and your circumstances in your area, is it? It's just across the board, the whole of the UK, one minute we've gone up 1%, the next minute we've not done anything since 2012. We've got average property price gone up 25 grand between the 1st of June and the 7th of June. How can anybody take this seriously? Let's go, let's go a couple of weeks ahead. 19th of June. 19th of June. Rightmove sees the first fall as mortgages saw. So Rightmove only saw a fall on the 19th of June. But Halifax... Nationwide, all of the other saw month-on-month changes. New seller asking prices dip for the first time this year. What does that tell us? It tells us that Dave down the pub told us, or the the estate agent who was choosing an asking price for the vendors are now realising that people can't afford to pay those prices or they've been picked out of thin air. So the asking price dips for the first time. The asking price is literally picked out of thin air. It's irrelevant. Can I say something good about this article? Go on, go for it. I've got a really good point here. Well, they spelt something right. No, no, it's actually a genuine one. They've said here, this is, I'm happy about this. In recent weeks, a raft of lenders, including HSBC, Nationwide and the rest of them, pulled their fixed rate deals and brought them back to the market at a higher rate. Which, yes, this makes me happy because most headlines say Nationwide pulled all their fixed mortgages. Yes, (laughs) they did pull them just for 20. At 5pm on a Tuesday, (laughs) and by 9am Wednesday, they brought something in to replace it. Yes, so we have got an accurate fact in our Forbes article. Round of applause, I think. However. (laughs) Back to it. (laughs) The same article, well, they also got something wrong. So on the 19th of June, the official bank rate is expected to rise from 4.5 to 4.7. Oh my God. It went to four, well, it's at 5% now. But Have you seen the average values gone at 100 grand? <laughs> okay. No. Oh, no, no, no. See? It has. 7th of June. Yep. It was 286532. Yep. 19th of June, 372 grand. Look at that. You've sat and held your house for less than two weeks. Yeah. Less than two weeks, 12 days. 
And your house price has just increased by over 100 grand. Whilst the market's falling. That and is And all magic. of the lenders are pulling all of their rates. Wow. Honestly. Further price falls expected for most months in 2023. Oh, missed it. Meg's been out again. Yep. Okay, let's let's have a look at our most recent one because okay. the most recent one, one we've got is the 21st of June. House price inflation eases as borrowing costs soar. Average house prices, okay, so this is obviously a different year because this is in the year to April. Yep. They're up 3.5%, so they've been down 1.4%, up 3 I'm literally picking numbers out of thin air because that's what they've done. Prices declining from the peak in September 2022. So what we do, this is like me... <laughs> <laughs> this is like me when I'm having a fat day. I don't look <laughs> at my weight a week ago where I put on a pound. I look at my weight from September 2022 and I've lost six pounds since then. That's literally what they're doing. They're picking a yeah. date and time when they go, property prices were really, really high. Let's use that as our marker. Now today, they're really low in comparison. Perspective is absolutely key. But we've lost Aver 100 grand on our average again. Because our average prices now stand at 286,000. So on the 19th of June, the average value was 372,812 pounds. <laughs> you've slept for two days and you've just lost 100 grand on the value of your house. No, wow. not quite 100 because it's 286,000. Yeah. Honestly, like how would anyone who doesn't have the right people who are actually doing this day in, day out, yep. educated and knowing what the markets, and no one knows what's happening in general. We predicted, we had a conversation, I predicted that there would be a 0.5% increase in the base rate. I also said that there's going to be loads of panic buying and there's going to be loads of panic selling and some of these things are happening, but that's, that's an educated view because I've been following the property market. You look at this where it says the average house price still the 21st of June, right. stands at 286,000, which is up 9,000 in a year, but down 7,000 since September. Instead of me reading this nonsense, can someone pass me a copy of that ebook you <laughs> mentioned earlier? The report, <laughs> honest, like, that is actual informed information, because this is genuinely, there's so many people who are putting their opinion in here, and, you know, opinions are like arseholes, everyone's got one, but we don't need to see it. <laughs> There is no doubt some Thank buyers you. are anxious and beginning to question the timing of their search, with potential vendors also wondering if it's best to hold off and see what the market looks like in the autumn. Why? Because the government, because media are putting this confusing information out there. So if someone wants to put the house on the market one day and the next day they've seen, you know, the world's yeah. falling apart and property prices have dropped significantly. Get your information from the right places. So I'm going to recommend that ebook all day long report again 42 pieces of actual information from an informed investor who is actually doing this day in day out yeah top tips on what to do how to get started the mistakes that you can make as property people make mistakes we can see that people make mistakes in property but people can make an absolute fortune doing it and not only that but help a lot of these people who are confused by the bump and the rubbish and the you know cacophony of noise that you're hearing in the media and you can help those people. Some of them don't need to sell. You can help them retain those properties, yeah. like your vendor who wants two hundred thousand pounds. Fabulous. We'll do. Maybe you can have two hundred grand later down the line, yeah. or we'll help you to buy it in the future. We'll sell it. We'll help you to sell it in the future. Then there are people who are in actual dire straits. Sometimes, actually, it's avoidable as well because they're on the SVR. They're on the standard variable rate. They don't know that they can fix a mortgage rate. They don't know that they can know month in, month out because they're not getting information from educated people. So that report, which is actually an ebook, follow the link. It's up here somewhere. It's down there in the comments. Yep. It's in the description. 
get your information from the right sources because if not you are left to your own devices reading information from ill-informed people from numerous different sources and you're going to end up more confused than when you started reading the article 100 percent so if you've enjoyed this, we've been... I have thoroughly enjoyed today. <laughs> I feel really, it's been quite cathartic. Yes. Need to just get it all out of there. If you have enjoyed this, I've been Tony Gargan, property investor for the last eight, almost nine years. If not, I'm someone else. <laughs> I am Emerald Fisk. I've been property investor since 2017 and I'm also a mortgage advisor. So if you have enjoyed anything that we've shared with you, if there's anything in particular that you really liked us touching upon, put it in the comments below. If there's something you'd like us to deep dive on, expand upon, go into more detail, put that in the comments below as well. You want to hear more about what we're sharing with you, yeah. like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And if there's demand for it, we'll do more of it. Yeah, 100%. Thanks for listening to today's show with Emerald Fisk and Tony Gargan. If you have liked this podcast and you want to hear more, make sure you don't miss out. So depending what platform you're on, like, subscribe and follow. Yeah.